What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. It's your girl, Gabrielle. Welcome to a brand new episode of Hot Topics. This is the show where we like to have those real conversations. We like to take those conversations that you only talk about with like two or three friends or it's it's all kind of hush-hush, right? We take those taboo... We take those taboo conversations and we like to put it all out in the open but we don't do it for the purpose of gossip right this is not the gossip show right this is not gossip hot topics this is education hot topics you know this show uh is under the helm of a step ahead tutoring services so this is all for the purpose of education and learning you guys and today I am looking forward to this conversation. In many ways, let me tell you why. So I'm looking forward to this conversation, not only because it is a repeat topic, but it is a, a hot button topic and we like to get steamy up in here on hot topics. So let's get right into it. So let me tell you what the topic is. So the topic is, what does it mean to be a man part two, right? So obviously there's a part one, check out our previous episodes, but today is part two. We are bringing it back and I have a guest with me who is going to sit on the hot seat and 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 take the fire and take the heat. And I'm I'm curious to see where this conversation goes, you guys. So let's get right into it. Let me tell you who my guest is. So my guest today, his name is Chris McMichael. And I'm...
going to tell you about Gary. All right, so let's get right into it. Who is Chris McMichael? Let me tell you who he is. Okay, let me get up his banner here. Okay. <clears throat> so Chris McMichael, he he's originally from Mississippi, grew up in Louisiana, and currently lives in Colorado with his family. He spends as much time outdoors as possible, camping, hunting, hiking, and just being. He's got two dogs and eight chickens, and he's been a Freemason for 10 years. Ooh, excuse me. He's been a Freemason for 10 years, and he enjoys helping others. Just simple, simple. Oh, yes. And before I bring him on, he currently has a book out called Male Oppression. You can purchase his book from his website, maleoppression.com slash products slash male hyphen oppression hyphen signed hyphen copy. So, of course, all this information is in the description and it's also on your screen right now for anyone viewing this on video for our audio audience. All of this is in the description, so don't worry if you miss it, but just to make a quick plug there that he has a book out right now. Oh, and it's also on Amazon and wherever you purchase books. All right, so without further ado, let me bring him on. Hi, how are you doing today? Doing well. How are you, Gabriel? Good, good, good. So you, we are going to have a discussion about what does it mean to oh let me take off your banner sorry about that um what does it mean to to be a man right so uh you wrote a book about male oppression and i wanted to have your take on this conversation so you know let's get right into it i'm just gonna ask you right out the gate what does it mean to be a man so being a male, being a man is, you know, it's all about helping others and being there when people need you and showing love and respect, but also retaining it for yourself. You know, just like any female, it would be more or less the same thing. Uh, men just have a different way of going about it. Like what? Can you give an example? So, you know, men are about lifting heavy things. They're about defending other people physically more than just uh, just with words. Um, look at military. Um, you've got so many different examples where men are just a little bit more different than females when they are doing the same uh, things within that realm. So... You so with the military, you're saying that when it comes to to men, they're they're more capable of doing more of the physical activities of the military compared to women. Correct. Um, you know, lifting heavy things, going long distances, um, the ability to get physical one on one is much easier for a man, and that's what a lot of the military and stuff like that really get into. So, so you're bringing up more of the physical attributes of men that men are 
in terms of I'm trying to think in terms of like I'm trying to think of the word. So in terms of like heavy heavy lifting you were talking about or um anything that regards physical labor, men are better equipped at handling that. Uh, as a general rule, um that would be yes, but you know, men come at things from mentally from a different point of view. So, you know, old saying is, you know, females raise the children and men raise the adults because men, uh, it was a long going back deep into history. The females would had the ability to nurture children to the best that they could possibly be. But when they hit a certain age, they would go start going off with their dads for hunting, scouting, uh, doing things like that. So it's just a a different type. I mean, you know, men and women are like the yin and the yang, where there's good and bad in both. And it's just how those pieces fit together where you actually make that circle and become a complete unit. All right, so let's let's get into that further. So let's I'm gonna segue into your book. So you you wrote a book called Male Oppression. So tell us about that. So you know we go into we start off with uh, Adam and Eve and how you know Adam was living a great life and you know how Eve came in, made a couple mistakes, and they both get kicked out. And then you know it goes into don't believe everything that you think because the human mind is a horrible thing to waste and to get trapped in and you know random thoughts about men random thoughts about relationships um the differences between men and women uh what happened during the industrial revolution where men were always the primary breadwinners and then post industrial revolution where men and women were both in the workforce but that also left the children, you know, going to daycare and other things like that. So I think you brought up an interesting point. I believe it was World War II um, that it was most it was it was men in the workforce, and then World War II happened, so all the men were shipped off to war, and the women were left behind. But of course, you know we we still needed laborers. So, you know, that women were, so sort of like women were, I don't want to say they were forced to be laborers, but I, I guess in a way they were, cause they didn't have, um, you know, the, the workforce was shipped off to fight in world war two. So of course businesses still had to be operated. So, uh, you know, women then got into the workforce. Um, so, Gotta think of my question now. <laughs> so, in terms of, um, I mean, with that example, um, you know, women were in the workforce because the men weren't available. Do you? I mean, do you think that's a, a natural thing to be? A natural thing to happen about women in the workforce? Absolutely, uh, but. You have to also remember only 8% of the women wanted to stay in the, the workforce from what the information we have now. 
Uh, and so, but the tides really turned because the need for a two income household became much, much greater. And so it actually negatively impacted most with the vast majority of women because they actually wanted to stay at home with the children and doing the household duties, which are very essential. And now, you know, we live our lives so stressed out and we're trying to figure out, you know, kind of why. And I think that's one of the, the major reasons is because you had back at that period of time with the forties, fifties into the sixties, you had a lot of uh, women who wanted to stay home, wanted to nurture kids and which provided a, you know, nice place to come home to, you know, for men after work and all this stuff. And that really got taken away from, especially American society. Uh, not so much a lot of other countries, but especially in America, because it was all of a sudden, oh, if we want to live a middle-class lifestyle, we've got to have both people making income. So I think it was one of the bigger downturns of the U.S. as far as uh, family and mental stability. So you you bring up an interesting point in that since women have entered the workforce, that changed the dynamic in terms of men being the, the breadwinner. Um, and that um, men were the, the sole breadwinners. And, um, you know, this is post-World War II where women have are now entering the workforce, um, you bring, there's more of a, there's more of a demand for both parents working and, and both parents being the breadwinners. And that changed the family dynamic about um, who's going to stay home and take care of the kids. So now it's, there's now there's more pressure on the household because now that the woman is working and the woman is not really staying home, um, now there's now you have to look for childcare, and now you have to even deciding who's going to pay what expenses. So now there's more there's more that goes into raising a family. Absolutely, and you know it's not just that because you know nowadays we have. Uh, women who are the primary breadwinners and men staying at home, which also is a, it's a great thing because, you know, at least somebody's at home taking care of the kids instead of having strangers or extended family or someone else doing it. Uh, so you've got a lot of, you know, it's kind of like things are kind of coming back around. We just have to figure out how to either increase one person, one, either the male or female's pay but, I mean, we really need to get back to having a, a single breadwinner. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Society. Can you explain that further? 
so like you know it doesn't really matter as if it's a male or female staying at home you know it's historically it's always been uh the females that duty job however you want to phrase it uh to stay at home and we were kind of flipping that where you know men can stay at home too men can do all the the houseworking duties that women can the only difference would be uh the nurturing aspect of the children because women have always been um great nurturers and men are more into teaching certain skills so are you saying that men can't be nurturers absolutely not it's just a it's a different type of nurturing so uh, men tend to be a little bit more rough around the edges um you know not so much tea party type things uh where you know moms love to get down and do that type of thing and you know dads will get distracted really easily and stuff like that so it's just different types of personalities within the genders so when you say that you want to that you think we should go back to the single breadwinner you're meaning we should go back to the man being the single breadwinner absolutely not i'm it's whoever can provide the best the best uh financially should be doing that and the other person should be the nurturer at home and while men and women go about the nurturing different ways uh at least there's a loving parent in in the home where the kids can grow up in that type of a family all right, so it's not it, it doesn't matter the gender just as long it should be one person working and the other person at home. Absolutely. Uh, I think that makes all the difference in the world for the psychology, especially of the kids to, you know, when they get home from school, there's somebody with a snack. There's somebody there wanting to hear about their day. There's somebody there loving on them and in the way that only an actual parent can. All right. So now you brought up earlier that um, women tend to be more uh, like, I guess, emotional when it comes to nurturing and men are more, I guess, more practical. Is that the sense I'm getting? So now if it's the man that's at home and then the woman is working, are the children not getting the emotional needs as they would if the woman were at home? I, I definitely wouldn't say that. Uh, it they would just get it in a different way. So, you know, they might have to go out and get all dirty in the mud and stuff like that when, you know, dad's working outside or something like that. Whereas opposed to, you know, when mom's home, it's like more indoors cleaning um, because men tend to be outside more. Men tend to be um, looking for more physical activities. More, oh. more strength-oriented activities. Oh, okay. So it's the dynamic would change the, the trajectory of children's lives. So if the with a woman staying at home, um, you believe that children would be more um, staying indoors more, um, doing less strenuous activity as opposed to the men staying at home that they would be outdoors more, getting playing in the dirt more, things like that. And that would change the trajectory of 
the children's lives. Uh, yeah. So women have always been known as being more of uh, emotional beings. And men have always been known as being more physical physical beings. And so, you know, it's just a different dynamic. Um, and, you know, historically, going back to more much older times, the, uh, the men were having to go off and hunt and go off and do this stuff. And so women had to adapt to that so that they could, you know, be secure in their surroundings and they were doing stuff inside and they were raising the kids and what, and that's why men tend to be come at it from a different emotional standpoint. So as I hear you talking, I'm wondering if, um, if the fact that if there's more of, if in the home, if there's more of a male presence, I'm just thinking about like these girls that are, are what we call tomboys, like the, the girls that like to play sports and, you know, they prefer like toy dinosaur, toy dinosaurs, ugh, toy dinosaurs over birds or the, you know, the girls that like to do what the boys do. So we have the tomboys uh, for the girls and then if there was like more of a, a female presence at home that the boys tend to be more, uh, more effeminate, um, more emotional, you know, they may want to, they're more into sewing, cooking, things like that. Um, so I'm wondering if you think when it comes to tomboys for girls and more effeminate boys, that it's because of the, the opposite dynamic. It definitely could be. Uh, I think that would actually go more into uh, communication. So having a mom at home who's much more communicative, communicative about emotions and things like that as a general rule um, is more important when they are much younger. Uh, men being more stoic, I guess you would say. Um, you know, that's really where the emotional part that I was talking about really comes in. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, when you say communication, what do you mean? So being able to really vocalize what you're feeling, how you're feeling, um, instead of, you know, men tend to really bury those feelings so that they don't have to show that emotion to, because men have always historically been more stoic. And so women, communicate with their words much better than what men do. And teaching that to kids uh, when they're younger is very important. Do you think we should be encouraging boys to communicate their emotions? Absolutely. Um, because, you know, the communication um, really brings out those feelings. And it, it's okay to, you know, have that aggression as a male as long as you understand that if you're talking about it and understanding what you're going through then you will come out much better than than being aggressive hmm i know there's a lot of talk in regards to 
Well, let me ask you this. So I remember we, we in our preliminary interview, you talked about, um, you know, if, if two men were to get into a fight, you're saying let them fight it out because it's a way for them to get out their aggression as opposed to um, having, well, let me think about it this way. <laughs> so you, you were talking about two men fighting and when they, when two men have a problem, they, they fight it out. They have to be physical. They have to be aggressive in order for them to, to get it out. Do you, you, do you still believe that? I do. Uh, and kind of what we were talking about is where women talk, women fight with their words and men fight with their fists. Um, neither one of which generally comes out to a good ending. Uh, but, you know, men do tend to be territorial over females and females do the same. But again, they go about it in different ways. Uh, so, you know, having two guys come at each other, you know, somebody spills a beer, whatever, and they have a knockdown drag out. At the end, they're probably going to shake hands, help each other up and buy each other a beer, you know. Whereas to women, they're emotionally like they get so involved with uh, that aggression through their words and the hurt that those words can create that there's not there's rarely a chance for them to get up and make friends, be friends afterwards. Hmm. So you're saying that when it comes to when it comes to fighting, women are more likely to hold on to a grudge. Generally, not always, because uh, I don't believe really much of anything's finite. Uh, so everything within the book, everything that I generally talk about is within generals, uh, because we have to look at the statistics and, you know, work with the knowledge that we actually know. Okay. So you going back to your book you talk about male oppression so you bring up the word oppression so what do you so i'm wondering where why you believe that men are being oppressed can you go into that more so it's it, it was more of a tongue-in-cheek type of thing because you know the toxic masculinity was all in the 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 airwaves and uh this group's oppressed, that group's oppressed. And so I was, it was more of a tongue in cheek title. Um, but, you know, men have had to suck up getting attacked a lot in, pre in na national press um, because it's either he's a sexist, you know, you go into all the ists and 90% of the time it's not true. And so, you know, having to deal with all that stuff is I just wanted to give men a, a voice and a place on the the national stage so they could hear what everybody's saying or so that people could hear what men have to say as well. So what have what have men been saying? Uh, about the book? Yeah, about the book, about being oppressed, about their role in society. What have men been saying? The book has a lot of humor and it's a lot of tongue in cheek as well. Uh, kind of poking the bear, if you will. But 
it has had really good reviews. Um, and hearing people that contact me after they've read it, they're like, especially more rural people, you know, it's been, I knew all this. I just needed to hear it. And so, you know, that's, that's kind of been the general, the general gist of the feedback we've been getting. Uh, like what? Can you give me an example of what, what's something that someone has said about something that you said in the book? So, you know, we go into how men have to have men time. So, you know, women go out with their girlfriends, but men also need to be with just men. And so I learned a lot about that through Freemasonry. Uh, and so, you know, having the internal conflicts in a all male group is much different than having conflicts in a mixed group or groups of females. And so, you know, it's just a, a way that you can, that men have the ability to, you know, solidify their thoughts and talk with others and receive counseling from other men. Uh, which is men generally don't go to therapists. Men generally don't go to doctors and stuff like that unless they really need to. And so what it does is it creates a, a social organization where men can sit there and talk and have conversations and have disagreements and figure stuff out and, you know, uh, complete the circle of the male and female groups. Because when you have that, um, the, the space, the, the, time apart uh you have more things to come home to you have more attachment you grow more together so you're you're saying that men need to congregate with with other men sometimes right so sometimes Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, You know, it's men don't always want to be in, in mixed company. You know, sometimes they want to just hang out with the guy sometimes. Yeah, I mean, you know, we go into the burping and farting and all that fun stuff uh, because men can be, you know, at, they, they don't have to be on guard with their, their P's and Q's, if, if you'll uh, go with that one. Uh, because, you know, they really just need, well, younger men need influence from older men so that they can, ha that they can grow into someone that they want to be. And so, you know, if you get the ability to see older men interacting with each other, interacting with other people, and, you know, you're like, I want to be that guy. 
And that's, that's really important for, because young men learn from older men. Um, and so, you know, having that ability to look and see and be like, yeah, that, that's the guy I'd like to be when I get a little bit older and start working on that and building your, uh, your confidence and the way that you talk to people and the way that you act in public and stuff like that. Uh, very important. Right. I think you bring up a fair point that I think when it comes to boys, they, they, there should be a, an adult male as a role model in their life. Um, not to say that there's not, you know, there's nothing wrong with having female role models, but I think when it comes to, um, when it comes to young boys, you know, what they're, you know, they're going through their changes biologically as men. And so you know, they need, they need guidance and how to go through those changes biologically as men. Right. So they, you know, they need, they need guidance. They need leadership with that. And there's also things that men will experience that women won't. Um, so when it comes to young boys and, and there's also all the societal pressures that comes with being a boy that only a man can help address. Yeah. And, you know, you get into like minutia details, you know, it's like what side of the road should a, a man walk or what side of the wall side? <laughs> sorry. You're contagious. Uh, but what side of the sidewalk should a man walk on when he's walking with a woman and he should walk on the street side because that's the protective nature that, that men generally have. And, you know, it's to protect from, you know, vehicles, passersby, but it's also to protect from, you know, the female getting splashed water on and stuff like that. So it's, it's minutia that make the difference. Hmm. And that also goes into the societal pressure about, you know, men, men should open the door for women and um, it's a, or men should like if a woman was like men should just take a punch, you know, like if a woman slapped a man across the face, you know, he should just take it as opposed to fighting back. And, and there's there's that societal pressure of men should just take it. Um as opposed to standing up for themselves. What, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, I mean, you know, recent statistic, statistics show us that uh, actually 60% of domestic abusers are female. And so it really depends on your definition of domestic abuser. Uh, you know, should a man take a punch? If, if a female is that aggressive if you're having that many issues you should actually take a break you should be able to walk away and say i need 10 minutes and if your partner can't handle that they might not be the person for you because if they're doing it when you're in a newly developed relationship you know that one first one to three years it's not going to stop it's more or less going to escalate and you know i had a friend who um he found out that the, his girlfriend was doing drugs. And so he confronted her with it and, you know, she started wailing on him, you know, but he is a very large guy. And so no marks, no actual bruise or anything like that. And he went to go get a protection order at court 
And the judge dismissed it and said, I don't think she can hurt you. Uh, but if the case was flipped, if if he actually defended himself and left a mark, you know, he'd be spending the night in jail. Right. And I think that does bring up the unfortunate reality for men is that. Um, and in a way, it, it it's a backlash against women, because in that scenario that you gave with the judge, you're pretty much saying um, women are you know, women are fragile. Women are docile. They, you know, they can't hurt you. You know, they're just, they're these they're these soft things. You know, what are you worried about? You're a big guy. She's a skinny woman. Like, so it actually it's, it's a backlash against women in a way because it's reinforcing the the idea that women are fragile things, right? So, like you as the big man, like, what are you worried about? <laughs> so it's you know when. I, it, it seems like when we put these pressures on men that you should just take it. You should just take, a, you know, from the woman, you should, you should just take it because you're a guy. And then we also look at the size of the man, right? The bigger you are, the more we think you could take it. Um, it actually is harmful. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, me, myself, I'm six four, two twenty, 220. And so, and well, one going back for just one second, uh, men also don't bruise very easily as a general rule and women do. And so, you know, it's, it's much more difficult. Like if I want to do damage, I probably could. Um, but my fiance, you know, she's a hundred pounds, she's five, four. And so the likelihood that she's going to do actual physical damage to me is not that great. And so, you know, looping back around to, what we were talking about earlier um, where it's the differences between the males and the females and she can hurt me so bad with her words that it might want make me as a male want to come out physically. And that's where you have to learn to walk away uh, because Both create very distinctive, very deep emotional issues. But if you walk away, you cool down, you get to chill instead of going to jail. And that's that's a good point. But I think we have, you know, men have to be aware of their emotions and they have to acknowledge that they have feelings and that words hurt. <laughs> so when you were, you know, saying, you know, men tend to be the aggressors, but it's more physical aggression, but women tend to use their words. I think men have to acknowledge that words hurt and, um, and their feelings can be hurt. And that's where it'll be helpful for men to be in touch with their emotions. I, I would absolutely agree. Um, you know, I've, I've been through a lot in my life and, you know, meditation and really come into understanding of you know what is a man how do we act and doing a lot of research especially for the book uh, has helped me like really understand the process the the thought process of you know being comfortable in your own skin and being away able to walk away from hostile issues and hostile people Interesting. So let me, there's a couple of um, 
um, I don't know if mantra is the right word, but there's a couple of popular sayings when it comes to boys. And I want to get your thoughts um, as we are about to wrap up. So the saying is like the saying boys don't cry, right? That, you know, boys are not supposed to cry. They're supposed to man up, tough it up. Um, What are your thoughts on that? You know, um, I, I think it might be more apt to say that men don't cry in front of women. Um, you know, I've got my close friends and I, you know, there's eight of us that are super close. And I think we've all seen each other cry at one point or another. And so, you know, men go through a lot. And so if you can actually get in touch with your uh, your emotional side just a little bit you know you don't want to be classified as a wimp or anything like that but if you can get in touch with that emotional side and think and actually work through your processes of you know how does this affect me what am i doing where am i going you know that type of thing um that's going to take you so much further in life than ever getting into you know these physical altercations with male or female you said something interesting that men don't cry in front of women. Can you talk about that more? So um, it, it goes back to the characteristics of men and women. And, you know, women are much more emotional based and men are supposed to be the rock that she can always lean on, uh, which is a very important role to play in a relationship. And of course, women can be the rock for men when they need it too. Uh, but men are supposed to historically have always been the the stoic ones, the ones that are uh, willing to take the punch. They're willing to stand there and suck down their emotions so that the people they love can always rely on them as that rock. And yes, it's good. Yes, it's a little bad. Uh, but that's that's what we're conditioned to do. And the ability to have people close to you that you can, you can vent about your partner. You can vent about whatever work situations, emotional situations that are going on and that you feel comfortable enough to break down with those people occasionally is, is hugely important. You know, having that support structure uh, will make you a better person. So, It'll, it'll make the man a better person or the woman a better person? Uh, the ability to for a man to rely on other men for some emotional support. Um, because, you know, like I'm saying, men come at life from a different perspective than females. And so it's, it's just a way of, you know, being able to let your guard down but not also not being, you know, seen as a sissy or, you know, men just actually do need to get more in touch with their feelings a little bit. Uh, and it's mainly the exploration and understanding and being able to uh, really develop. So it, it sounds like when it's, when men are around other women, they, they have to be the leaders. They have to be tough. They have to be a rock, right? 
but when they're around other men, they can let their guard down, they can cry, they can let all their feelings out. So it's sort of like when it comes to women, there's a pressure that they put on themselves to be a rock. Uh, but when it comes to other men, they don't have to be as tough. They can let their guard down. That's, I think that's what I'm picking up from what you're saying. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and the thing is, you know, going back to the more ancient of histories, uh, if the men were weak, the men died. Or if the men were weak, they wouldn't get bred with, you know, they wouldn't get in those relationships. And so we, where we're at right now, especially in the U S um, we have to look at our more ancient history and say, why are we where we're at right now as a, as a species? And it's because, you know, the best, the most strongest survived so much further back. And so that's where our genes are still programmed at. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. All right. And the last saying is boys will be boys. Uh, I, I tend to hear that when, um, when boys are like smashing windows with a bat or they're breaking things or um, I mean, even more extreme examples when there's like sexual assault or, uh, or groping harassment, we tend to say boys will be boys, right? To excuse that kind of behavior, but the implication that, you know, you know, they're boys, they're young men, you know, that's something we should expect of them. So what are your thoughts on that? I completely disagree with that. Uh, so the thing is, um, there are situations where boys can be boys, you know, tussling with, you th with each other in the backyard, you know, getting to into the little scuffles and stuff like that. That's one thing. When you start breaking other people's stuff, when, when your actions start affecting other people is where a, a line has to be drawn. Uh, that's not boys being boys. That's boys being destructive of other people's hard work. So why do we say that? Why do we excuse this behavior from boys? So it, it's evolved. It evolved from the scuffling uh, and, you know, going out and just doing random dumb stuff like, you know, launching bikes off of ramps and, you know, crashing and breaking your arm. I did that. Uh, but if you're letting the, the, the small stuff where they're truly affecting other people, um, if you're letting that go and just saying boys will be boys, that, that's a bad road to go down because that, that road has no end outside of, you know, prison. Why is it a bad road to go down? Because when you start affecting other people, um, you know, we're a society more or less of a lot of self-reliance. Uh, but when you start affecting other people's property or physical being or even emotional being to an extent, um, it, you're, it's not being boys being boys. That's And so, you know, it's that part is far from okay um but yeah i mean it really started out with you know boys scuffling boys doing dumb things um 
that mainly affected themselves. And, you know, it seems like it's kind of evolving to more of a path of, I, I guess you could say like a social disrespect. Uh, you're not respecting the, the people or the, the things around you. Hmm. So by excusing this behavior, we are accepting a level of social disrespect. We're accepting a level of, or acknowledge, accepting the, the lack of acknowledgement that what their actions are doing are affecting other people and hurting other people. So it's sort of, we, when we say statements like boys will be boys, what we're saying is we are, when it comes to boys and men, we are allowing them to be socially disrespectful. Absolutely. And, you know, like I say, that's a, that's a bad road to go down because um, if, if you're not teaching your kids or, you know, even correcting some of the kids around you sometimes in public, um, that, that's not okay. That, that's annoying me. And, you know, they come up and say, boys will be boys. Say they're wrong, you know, tell them. Um, it's boys can be boys until it starts affecting me until it starts affecting other people. And, you know, that's, that's, that's a real delineation point that needs to be um, hit upon. All right. All right. All right. So we're getting to the good stuff, but you know, as we got to start to bring it down now. All right. So do you have any final words of wisdom that you'd like to share with our audience? Uh, yeah. So for males or females, um, because I hear a lot that uh, from females, you know, where have all the good men gone? And uh, uh, this book is a great guide to get you uh, what you're looking for in life. Okay. The book being Male Oppression, <laughs> your book. All right. So thank you, Chris, for being on my show today and having, I know this was a tough conversation, but, you know, but we got through it. So thank you so much for that. All right, you guys. So Chris McMichael is on that social media. So he is on, he has two Twitter accounts. He has one for his book and one for himself. So definitely hit him up on Twitter. He also has a website, maleoppression.com. So I encourage you to go to his website to learn more about him, about his book, and the things that he has to offer, hit him up on his two Twitter accounts. It is male underscore oppression. That's the first one. And the second one is Chris McMichael seven. So of course, all of this information is in the description for our audio listeners. So all of that is available to you. And oh yes. And he's on Instagram and Facebook as well. So definitely hit him up on Instagram and on Facebook, and on Twitter. Get all that stuff there and go to his website, maleoppression.com. All that information is in the description for our audio listeners. And for our video people, that information is scrolling at the bottom of your screen right now. So either you are watching this or you're listening to this on audio, his information is available to you one way or another. So if you weren't able to pick it up, any time during the broadcast, don't worry. 
all this information will be available to you. And just to reiterate, he has a book called Male Oppression. You can purchase his book on his website, maleoppression.com slash products slash male hyphen oppression hyphen signs hyphen copy. So you can get a signed copy, obviously, right? If you go and you order directly from his website. Uh, Chris, is there any anything you want to talk about? Why should we read your book? Let's start there. Um, you know, it's just, it just provides insight into the psychological and socio-psychological aspects of what it's like to be a man. And, you know, I think that's something that, you know, we actually need in, in, in life right now. Uh, we need, we need men to be men and we need women to be women and, uh, spend time, spend a little bit of time apart so that we can love each other greater when we come together. All right, there you go. So go out there and get that book. You can get it from his website. You can also get it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Uh, where else can we get your book? Uh, well, the maleoppression.com is a signed copy and it's only $10 where it's $15 everywhere else. Uh, so, and then audiobooks, um, it is it, everywhere that audiobooks are available. And so. All right. So you heard it. It's cheaper if you get the book from his site, as opposed to going to those other book sites, you know, so definitely get, get it from his website if you want to purchase his book. All right, Chris, thank you again for joining thank me you. today. Thank you, Gabrielle. All right, I will put you backstage now. And it is just you and me, guys. And we have reached the conclusion of our episode. Thank you so much for joining us today. So whatever platform that you are taking us in right now, whether that it's video, whether it's video or audio, I encourage you to check out our other episodes and don't forget to follow and subscribe. And while you're at it, let us know what you thought about this episode by leaving a comment in the comment section or the comment thread. I would appreciate your feedback on this episode. And as a reminder, this podcast is a part of A Step Ahead Tutoring Services. So if you would like to learn more about our company, the services that we have to offer, if you're looking for a tutor for yourself or for your child, please hit us up. Visit us online. Our website is www.astepaheadtutoringservices.com. And we are all over that social media as well. We are on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Eventbrite, WhatsApp. So there's so many ways that you could find us. We are on that social media as well, but you could definitely go to our website. Again, it is www.astepaheadtutoringservices.com. And as an incentive, when you reach out to us and you say that you heard about us from Hot Topics, we will give you 15% off six hours of tutoring. I'm going to say that one more time. When you reach out to us, and you're seeking out tutoring services and you say, hey, I heard about you from Hot Topics, we will give you 15% off six hours of tutoring. That is a deal. Don't skip out on that. And furthermore, I also encourage you to sign up for our email list and our texting list. You will receive even more discounts, promotions, offers, 
all that is a step ahead tutoring services. So I encourage you to stay in touch with us through our email list and our texting list. That information is at the bottom of your screen for those of you watching this on video. And if you're listening to this on audio, that information is in the description. Okay, I am going to share this last message before we officially close. Hey there, have you heard of us? We're a small team of tutors here at A Step Ahead Tutoring Services. We believe that education and information should be accessible to everyone, regardless of income, race, or creed. We're dedicated to making this happen, but we need your help. Please consider making a donation to our company. No amount is too small. Your donation will allow us tutors to remain employed, offer free and low-cost services, put on productions like this web series, and reach out to families nationwide. With your help, we can tackle the academic challenges of our students and the emotional, mental, and behavioral changes that result from these challenges. As a bonus, we can improve our communities in the process. Support us today. Send your donation by Cash App to $ASATS2013, by PayPal or Venmo to at ASATS2013, or by Zelle to success at a stepahead tutoring services.com. For our Facebook Live viewers, you can also send us a star. Your support means a lot to us. Please note, we're a for-profit company. We're not a charity. Your donation may not be tax deductible. Please consult a tax professional. Awesome, awesome. Oh, and I just want to make a quick note that you can listen to Hot Topics on audio. We are on Spreaker, Spotify, Apple, uh, where else? And wherever else you hear a podcast, you can listen to this show, Hot Topics, there as well. All right, we are done. Thank you so much for joining us today. I look forward to seeing you at the next episode. Thank you again. And now I am signing off. Bye.